Hello and welcome to the Beyond Blocks podcast, a podcast about Drupal, open source and related software development topics. I'm Oliver Davis and I'm here with my guest, Niklas Franke. Hopefully I said that probably. Um, Niklas, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Hi, Oliver. Um, you did an amazing job pronouncing my name, so we can <laughs> immediately go forward with this. Um, so, yeah, my, my name is Niklas. Um, I'm a digital marketing manager at Factorio, which is a company based in Hamburg, Germany. And, well, I, I actually have a variety of things to do, um, a variety of stuff on my plate, not only including communication activities for Factorio, but also organization of events, um, closing partnerships, and um, a bunch of other things that I now forget because I'm a little bit nervous. And also, I <laughs> didn't sleep much through the weekend. Uh, my birthday was yesterday. And uh, I'm just coming back from the Splash Awards, um, which took a lot of energy. Yes, we great to have you on the show. Um, we were both at DrupalCon in Lille recently. Um, I'm trying to think whether we actually there if i spoke to you i was there i spoke to a lot i just spoke to a lot of people um but i was there, there were about 1300 people there all together um so yeah i'm trying to remember who i spoke to i'm probably not going to remember so if we did i'm pretty sure you, i saw you but i'm not sure um, if we talked yeah i did quite a lot of wondering i assume because because factory was also sponsoring right so i assume that You'd have probably been on that stand and probably, probably would have walked. Yeah, true. We were pretty busy um, doing preparing the coffee and uh, talking to people as well. I mean, you were quite busy yourself, right? So you did a, a session, um, you did a, a boff session, and you did a, a sponsored talk as well on the open stage. So you were quite busy yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say I I, I did uh, I did one sponsored session on that open stage, and then I offered two boffs, um, which both were like about content that I talked about before. Um, but it was a very last minute thing for me to like condense it into a kind of like workshop discussion situation rather than just like talking about it for like 14 minutes straight. straight. And also um, the topic from my open session, I think was like 15 minutes long, but I talked about the same topic in uh, the Drupal Camp Spain this year and I had 60 minutes for the same session. So. It was very hard to like, I don't know, decide which slides will mm -hmm. be gone and which slides will appear. Yeah, I've got sixty slides. I had to make it into fifteen slides. Which one? <laughs> which ones can I take away? Um, yes, I exactly. The same, it's the same situation. Um, so, how how did you find TripleCon? Was it was it what you expected? Was it, was it your first TripleCon? Yeah, it was actually my first one um, because last year uh, you have to say um, in order to answer this correctly. I started working at Factorio as my first employer in the whole like Drupal environment, which is why I never heard about DrupalCon before. And then when I started, it was in the middle of the pandemic. So there was no event taking place. Uh, and uh, when I started in 220, I think the first DrupalCon possibility that I had was 222 in Prague. And for some reason, I don't know, I kind of mixed up the, the calendar and I booked my vacation directly within the same time period so um, I couldn't attend it myself prepared everything for our sponsor sponsoring there because we were also a sponsor at um, at the DrupalCon in Prague but uh, I couldn't go myself so this year was the first opportunity for me to to actually visit it myself that's cool what did you my first one was not that problem my first one was the Prague probably before that which I think might have been 2000 and 
19 then, right? Mm, I think there's probably even one before that, actually. But yeah, my first was Prague as well. I went to a Drupal camp in London in the UK. Might have been 14 or 15. So I think I think that was 2014. So it might have been 15 to Prague. Um, right. And then, yeah, it was my first DrupalCon was the one after that. So I look back on that quite quite fondly. And that was quite this really interesting experience for me to sort of meet people in person I'd probably worked with in issue queues and on things before. So, yeah, that was, that was quite interesting. That's interesting. Um, I heard that a lot. I heard that a lot from the from the also developers from my team that they used the DrupalCon to talk to a lot of people they actually already collaborated with online. In my case, um, it was uh, it was an interesting event because I kind of knew what to expect from based on the experience that my co colleagues shared with me. But nonetheless, it was a very um, nice event because I have a marketing background, which means all the events I usually attend to are like these. We try to be business casual, but it's very business and also very distanced. And uh, DrupalCon was like so so personal so um i don't know so 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 easy going and everyone just stopped by uh, hanging out and uh, wanted to talk about about stuff with you and there was no this um i really want to sell you something it's just about like uh, shared interests and shared projects so i really enjoyed it i think there's something i don't know whether it's completely unique to, to drupal or to open source but yeah there's, there's the you know, i've worked in situations where I've worked maybe for an agency and then we've been for another agency or maybe then we've been working together collaboratively on a project together and then we're pitching against each other for the next project. <laughs> it's this really interesting dynamic I think that happens in, in open source and then you can be in this in a, in a session like like mine, like yours, and there would be there to be people there from different companies and different organizations who are learning from what you're doing um exactly but yeah you're all still sort of building the community and building the project together so it's it's yeah i don't know whether it's the same for um like other industries or other even other like cms's i know i do uh, some work in the symphony and php space as, as well but i don't know it's, it happens a lot with, but i don't know whether it happens in other industries as well or whether it's like do, do dentists still meet up and talk about the new drills that, <laughs> that they've all got to use or something <laughs> i don't i don't know i should i should ask my my cmx um, yeah, I also don't have any experience on that. Also, not uh, like comparison to any other technologies. Um, but I I don't know know anything about those uh, interactions on events. But I, let me tell you, from the like usual digital marketing conference, it's it's really about showing off how amazing you are, and 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 it's very hard to tell if you're just like blowing up. I don't know some some hot air or if actually content is behind your words. Um, and I think that's something that that's a little bit easier to see through in the Drupal community because you just visit the Drupal.org profile and you see all the references and stuff and you see what the people actually worked on and you also immediately have something to um, to find some common ground. I think that's really, really nice and easy. I loved it. Right. So do you have one main highlight or takeaway from the conference other than you said it was a bit different to what you what you attended before? I think my personal highlight was that um, since I'm starting to um, increase my network in the in the community uh, from the beginning of this year, because this is like the first year where all the events are really coming back. I mean, there were some last year, but uh, this year I feels like it feels like the first year of actually all the kind of pre-pandemic conditions. Um, 
So what I really enjoyed um, at Drupalcon, uh, Drupalcon Lille was that also the people that I started to talk with online were there and I had to chance the chance of meeting them for the very first time in person. I mean, I, I feel that I feel like that for many people that um, attend the Drupalcon, it's like a little bit like a, I don't know, class reunion or something because they run into each other during like a couple of camps in the previous yeah. years. And then it's like touching base again with people that you already know. And since I'm relatively new to the party, to the whole like Drupal party, for me, it was like really the first time of seeing people in person that I talked with online. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you so mentioned a few times they're quite new to the Drupal community. I think you said you joined in 2020 or 2021. So what was the reason for, for getting involved with the Drupal, Drupal community? Was that since joining, was it, was it because of joining Factorial or did you, did you know about Drupal before that or how did you? What was your introduction to the community like? It's actually a very funny story because, uh, yes, I joined Factoria and that was like the the point where I uh, where I got in touch with Drupal, at least that I knew of. Um, but then after working for Factoria for a couple of months and really starting to see through all the specific terms and getting to know the community and also getting involved in the projects and stuff, um, I realized that in my former employee was actually already interacting with Drupal without knowing it because I was responsible for like uploading content on the website and I was like always a little bit bummed about the 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 content management system because I already back then in 2017 it didn't feel very intuitive for someone like me who has like zero knowledge of anything um tech uh, like uh, technology related and then afterwards after joining Factory, i realized that i actually interacted with the i think it was the drupal 6 website back then um wow. and uh and, and and then yeah I, it kind of oddly felt familiar interacting again with drupal now with i think it was the drupal 8 first that i interacted with mm -hmm. our own Factory website uploading content there uploading blog articles and i was like wait i know this system why <laughs> why do i know the system and then i remembered that i worked with it before Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there would be some differences if you're looking on sort of even six to seven, I think, and then moving to eight or nine or ten. You've probably seen some differences, particularly with some of the new themes and new improvements going into the, the system. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, and it was also a little bit about the um, whole handling of it. And I think the logic was what, like, like kind of... Uh, what was familiar to me the logic less the interaction itself and the ux and ui because that obviously um that uh, that improved or not improved changed mm. yeah that's really interesting so you so new you were using drupal without knowing you were using drupal and then so sort of started a new job where you were doing a lot more drupal and then went oh that <laughs> this seems familiar i think that's really interesting yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, that's great so what what made you want to submit um a session or two or three sessions <laughs> to DrupalCon. What was uh, what was what was your reasoning behind wanting to, to to submit and speak? I felt like it was finally time for me to uh, give something back to the community because especially non-technical um, community members like I am, I think we we are often a little bit left out without the community doing that on purpose because the problem is I think my first experience with this started in the global contribution weekend at the beginning of this year because my team said hey let's all contribute together um, 
let's block the weekend. Let's, I don't know, let's meet at, I don't know, meet during the day. Let's write on MetaMost and then um, let's let's work on our projects. Um, and I thought, wow, that's really a cool opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it. And then, um, yeah, it was the first day of the Global Contribution Weekend. And all of my teammates just started working on their stuff. Um, and I was there, like, not knowing what to do and not knowing where to start. And I felt for the first time, okay, so this is really giving me a hard time because I really don't know who to talk to, who to, uh, how to find a project that I can collaborate with or that I can contribute to. So I thought it would be good to kind of put myself out there and also highlight the fact that I think there are a lot of people um, around the world doing what I do or maybe coming from other um, professions that also are not tied to like this whole bug fixing feature development um, situation. So I think it's very hard for people like me um, to to find a way to contribute. And I realized that I'm talking a lot and I really like talking uh, with the marketing background that I have. And I also presented some 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 stuff before in previous companies, totally unrelated to Drupal. So I thought I think it would be a good way of contributing by highlighting topics on on events that are not development related. Um, so this is how I kind of um, yeah how I kind of started started doing that. And then I just submitted talks, and I was like, yeah, let's hear how it goes. And then um, it got picked up. So I suppose that's your first. One of the boss that he did was was beyond the code community engagement for non-technical Drupal enthusiasts. Otherwise, that was presumably the main so focus of that session was was what you were just saying about like how can you as a as a non-technical person get involved and contribute to things that are not necessarily you know as you say bug fixes or or code related, but still growing and contributing to the community in, in that way. Exactly. And uh, the, the other uh, boffs and sessions that I ho um, hosted, I think the other boff that I did was about the organizing organizing your own Splash Awards. And with that, I just wanted to highlight that and like an example of a non-technical contribution project that I'm involved in. And to be fair, with the with, um, um, Beyond the Code session, I actually um, recycled content from a session that I had that I hosted uh, during the Drupal Developer Days in Vienna this year, earlier in, in, in July, I think it was. And the reason why I submitted it again as a buff was that during my, during my session, I think it was like simultaneously with the core maintainer session from Jess. So obviously, I think 95% of the Drupal Dev Day attendees attended her session, of course, and I think I was pretty much alone with the guy that's um, taking care of the audio um, and he didn't have many questions during my session. So I thought since the topic means very much to me personally, I thought it would be a good way of like chiming it again into the program of the Drupal Con because I also submitted it as a session and it wasn't selected. So I was like, well, then then it will be above. I'm, I'm sorry to bother you again with this, but it will be above. Did you get the audio guy contributing by the end of the session? Or was that, that not something you could do? Oh, well, I, I think I, I really, um, let's say I, I, I planted some some seeds in his head, but I'm not sure um, he, he never contacted me again since then. So maybe I will, I will run into, into him uh, into a, like a, in, a, in an upcoming Drupal camp and, and pick up the conversation. 
you know what was interesting i think i've sort of memories has come back to me now that, yeah i think it must, might have been the first time i went to portland when i was working for the Drupal association years ago and i was you know in a taxi i guess going back to the airport unless i'm completely mis mis uh, remembering where i was but i definitely had a conversation with somebody in a taxi going to an airport and so got talking to them about you know so what do you do with that type of thing and uh, you know why why not so much why were you here but you know <laughs> small talk and uh yeah he was the guy he was driving a taxi but building wordpress websites like in the evening or something and we had this discussion yes. then about about how you know people got into doing that and i can't remember the, the details of it but yeah it must have uh it's made how you can find little connections with people that you don't necessarily think would be there so yeah your audio guy might be a big contributor or, or something at, at some point you never know yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's it's always interesting spending time with people and and getting to know them a little bit better because I think everyone has like some some hidden side projects or some some I don't know some some stuff that they work on during the night or in their free time. And it's very enlightening also talking to these people because they have, although it's like completely unrelated because they are working with another framework or whatever. There's always something that you can just um, I don't know. Uh, memorize later on as some kind of a helpful thought or uh, some argument that 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 helps you going um going the way you're you're going and stuff like that i think um, it's people can be very inspiring whatever they do yeah definitely i think it's something i've always tried to, to remind myself and be aware of is like you can always learn something from everybody um, mm, exactly you know, i do a lot of you know even just with the technical side of things you know i might know how git works and somebody else might know how this works and you can yeah even if you're a so i do a lot of work with junior developers and and boot camp uh students i guess at the moment so i do a lot of mentoring with, with people on boot camps and yeah even that like they come to things with a very different sort of perspective to me who's been doing it for a while and their take on it might be completely different and they might have a new subject i've not thought of or will look at something i no, but in a slightly different way or a completely different way depending so yeah you know in my mind it's not always like oh i'm the senior developer or lead developer and you're the junior or i'm the techie guy you're the non-techie guy you can always learn from everybody i think of course yeah and people are so very helpful with that especially also the develop uh developers from from my team um i i can ask so many from my point stupid questions uh, that 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 um, I really want to find out what's going on and 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 uh, yeah they they are so helpful taking their time explaining me everything really to the detail, and also offering their support in 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 any sort if I'm if I'm completely desperate and I don't know what's what's like how to proceed with with projects or with with any other things um they are so very helpful and supportive in my team I really enjoyed that. And also, of course, not only in my team, but but in the whole community. I mean, via Slack, we are all connected somehow. And um, I'm in so many different ch uh, channels. And and wherever I I am asking for support or for information or for I don't know for someone to to guide me the way, people are always so so um, eager to do that. Yeah, that's a few of my experience as well. I think there's. Remember, I was learning, so I was learning off YouTube videos, or not even, not even YouTube, but video courses and things back back in the day. When I was I was learning, I was doing an <laughs> IT job, and then mm -hmm. was doing a, a website for a Taekwondo school I was training at at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I built it with with just HTML and CSS, so just a basic website to begin with. And then I started doing more interactive things with 
PHP because I was trying to build like a news page or something. And then I was going on to a forum and I was like, well, I'm trying to do this. I was trying to adapt something I'd seen in, in a video. How would I adapt it to work in this situation? And someone said, oh, you might want to try Drupal, this, this thing that we use, it's used on this forum and all these things. And you know, if people, mm -hmm. if someone hadn't made the time to sort of answer that question and make that suggestion, things probably would have been um, you know, potentially well, very different, I suppose. But yeah, people are always, for the majority, I think, 99% are very willing to help and everything. Actually, I think I can't think of a time where no one, no one hasn't been willing to help. So that's mm, yeah. true. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. You say you talk about contributing as a non-technical, more non-technical person. I remember working on the contribution system. I think it might have been when I was at the Drupal Association or maybe thereabouts. And we would, I remember seeing the blog post from Dries because we were always were doing, or maybe it was in a Dries note actually, that was um, you'd always have an issue in an issue queue and then you tag the people who'd worked in the issue. And I remember it being then presented, you could tag other people in the issue and then you could also tag companies in the issue mm -hmm. as well. And it was some sort of some syntax that didn't actually end up getting used, but for the for the purpose of the slides where you sort of do like a, a star before the company name or, or or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but mm -hmm. it's still obviously very um, you know, Git and, and version control drive a lot of like the whole sort of coding side of things. But then we were like, how do we how do we uh, count for things like non-technical things in, in this as well? And um, I see sort of like podcast episodes and you know, I've done talking Drupal a couple of times and they've got an issue queue or a project mm -hmm. on Drupal.org that's just there to make issues to then give credit to people who've been on, um, which is oh, I see. quite interesting. I, when I joined um, something like different group meetings and things again that or, or different user groups that have um again just like issues so they can say oh this person gave a talk at this this event and i think i'd seen some of the things on your profile for uh you said about splash awards and mm -hmm. uh release parties and, and user groups and things so yeah i think it's i think we're i don't know i don't know whether it's the the optimal solution but yeah it'd be interesting to sort of see how that evolves over time and whether moving you know, some of the underlying changes that are happening to that system at the moment uh, will make that easier or maybe there's some some better way i don't, I don't know mm, i i totally get your point and i heard that before um i have to say unfortunately like on on from my point of view uh, i'm terrible with all that like crediting and issuing thing on drupal.org so I'm, I'm pretty sure i did some stuff without even being in any credits uh, or any issues because I really also don't quite understand the logic behind it uh, and I, I I just want to 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 give something back and to to contribute and I'm really not eager to op let's say let's put it up in in other words it's not like my prior top priority to have like a high number of uh, credits every month so people see like oh I'm really active because whatever I do and whatever I contribute, um, even if it helps only one person and it not appears on, on Drupal.org as a credit, I'm I'm still fine with it because it's not about me putting me in the foreground. I really just want to see results and I really want to contribute to a final result. Um, and also regarding the Splash Awards, we can talk about that in a minute, but there was like a team involved in there like to setting all of that up and 
for me it's it's just important no like it's not important who did how much of the job i just yeah. want to name everybody who was involved so that it reaches more people in total so you go more for quality of a quantity type approach yeah yeah or maybe maybe it's also maybe it's also just a lack of of understanding how the how the whole tool works but i'm i don't mind if i'm not credited in a project because um um yeah as i said it's for me it's more about results and more about that something came across and not that i'm uh, i'm mentioned everywhere let's put it that way yeah i see some of my projects i maintain so that you get issues that being open to fix that one small little thing in, in a file and you sort of look at their profile and and then they've, they've sort of made the same fix over so many other projects and i don't want to say it's like sort of trying to game the system or, or trying mm. to because also they still need fixing but is yeah. that more valuable than than anything else? i think that's where discussions have happened before as well but like if you get one credit for something does an event um count for more credits or do you get uh <laughs> then do you end up yeah, with, yeah, yeah um uh i'm thinking of it, it becomes like a currency then in in a way or do, like does a, a core issue um do you get more points for, for that or, or something um it was actually yeah, i, I get your point yeah 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 I mean, some... I, yeah let's like if, i'm not saying that 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 for some that 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 credits or that like bug fixes and stuff doesn't need their work of course they need and there are bug fixes like this and smaller bug fixes maybe that, that require less work um and i'm exactly for that reason i i said what i said i don't want to like compare myself um with someone saying like um i want more credits only because i i i, I organized an event or something like that the important thing is that the event happened and that people had a great time and that it gave uh, like a benefit to the community and i really don't want to say well i worked 60 to 80 hours on my event uh, how many hours did you spend on doing that little fix i mean that's really not the point of of any of any uh reasonable discussion i would say yeah i'm also having a that when i've been mentoring at these sort of events before like DrupalCon, uh you maybe get a, a, a say non-technical or marketing person or, or something who wants to contribute and you say to go through this workflow this is how git works and this is how you need to get an environment set up um so you can run a, mm -hmm. a version of drupal locally for you to to, to use um sure we did it at the drupal association uh, events as well and we had to we were teaching one of the directors or something how to use git to do it and it's like now you just have git clone and this was still in the sort of the the patch file sort of days mm -hmm. so they were like this is this is yeah this is the command you've to just command after command after command um i feel like I don't know how much you've sort of looked at this, but like the new sort of newer system about the GitLab integrations and things make it should also make it a lot easier because people could do more in the browser uh, and the the tools are more familiar to people. So I don't know if you've looked into that at all, but be able to sort of just make your own versions and make little documentation changes. Well, uh, should be a lot easier now compared to like run these ten commands on your local machine as well. So I feel like the, the barrier is getting lowered in various ways, but can still be probably lowered further potentially i suppose it's, it's good that you mentioned that because i actually haven't looked into it at all because as i said I, i'm really not into into all of that like following up process and 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 uh, i'm i haven't had the pleasure yet to work on any like non-contributional aspect of projects including documentation or 
I don't know whatever whatever other job might might be falling off there. Um, so I didn't look into all of that, but um, I think I already scheduled a meeting with a colleague, um, with a with a colleague who I doomed to explain what's going on. <laughs> yeah, one one of my favorite thing. I don't know whether we uh, I probably to leave before this time when when we're in Lille, but when I've been to previous Drupal cons, one of my favorite thing on the contribution day is always be like the live commit. This has always been mm-hmm. the sort of tradition at the end because I've been usually mentoring, and it's like we'll find a commit that's. Uh, fairly sort of low risk it's either a very small change or it's maybe just a comment change or some documentation fix and that will get committed live at the conference for everybody everyone's like yay <laughs> and then it's really good so yeah i, I think my first nice. commit to, to cause was, was a, a a comment change or something that was sort of needed fixing or changing or something so yeah mm. that's uh, a, a good sort of way in before like there's no code involved in that it was just changing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I really hope that I will be involved in those projects in the future as well. Uh, like I said, like I'm really slowly starting, starting my my little journey in the in the contribution area of the Drupal community. And I'm actually also very sad that I couldn't attend the um the the contribution day at DrupalCon because I had the the whole like event booth in the back of my car and I and drove it back to Germany. Um, and it was a, a the I don't know if you remember, but the weather during that day was like so terrible. It was raining oh, yes. all over Europe, and, and I had to drive uh, twelve hours, I think, uh, through Belgium, the Netherlands, and then uh, to Germany with a colleague. Um, and so yeah, it was um, unfortunately no time for me to to attend the the contribution day, um, which which bums me to to this day. But I definitely will 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 try to do that next next time. It wasn't a small stand either, was it? <laughs> if I remember correctly, <laughs> how you got it wasn't in no. your car. I have no idea. Well, it was actually it, it's a very smart system, and I'm very happy that we stumbled upon this provider doing that. I don't want to promote that provider like doing a <laughs> the, the, like a commercial or something, but it was really really nice because you can kind of like dismantle it like Lego and then just like pile it up and and really reduce it in size so it um, fit in the in the back of a car, like not a Fiat. 500 car but like a, a bigger bigger car that has like a little loading area on the back but um yeah like not a not a huge car that you might that you might think of uh so you've mentioned splash awards a few times if anybody's not familiar I, i've hit splash awards uh, a while ago uh, but it's not something i've come across so recently but if anybody's not not heard of splash awards at all can, do you mind explaining a little bit about what splash awards sort of even is and then how you maybe get involved with with organizing it? organizing one uh, yeah uh, yeah i'd love to actually because uh the event was on 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 friday last week and so it's like very present still in my head and i'm still <laughs> very hyped up from all the stuff that that went down and um i'm involved in that project since last year i think and for everyone who doesn't know what the splash words are i'm sure there are a lot of people out there that still don't know what it is because we are working with a small team and we are also having limited capacities in terms of like putting work into the whole marketing and promotion. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's an award ceremony or it's an award event that takes place in, in Germany since 2017, I think. And it was adapted based on an event idea that came from the Netherlands. So it's from 2014. I think it started in the Netherlands during that, uh, during that year. 
and more and more countries are actually adapting it um, for their own for their own countries and it's basically an, an award ceremony where only Drupal projects can be submitted and I think that's very important because in Germany there are um, loads of like digital awards that you can submit your projects to but usually the jury and the committee they always decide based on the design and not on the technical implementation. So it's very important that Drupal um, gets its own digital award uh, because other frameworks like Typo3 and, and, and WordPress, I think, have that as well. And um, yeah, we're doing that since 2017. And with we, with we, yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, other people, because I'm, uh, I joined in 222, but it's basically an, an event that um, takes place every year in a different city, also giving the opportunity for other people to be closer to the event. So it's not always like a huge travel for, for a whole um, community from a country. And in Germany, we have the special situation that we do the special ones together with Austria because it's a little bit easier. Everything is in, in, in German language. And also since the Austrian uh, community is a little bit smaller, I think we, it would... It, it, it made sense to join forces here. And uh, the event already took place in Munich, in Frankfurt, and last year in Hamburg, in our office actually at Factorial, which is why also I was involved um, from the beginning from, from the beginning from last year, because it was like the first time Splash Awards took place after the pandemic. And um, yeah, it was an amazing event on, on, on Friday this year in Mannheim, which is like a city, let's say one hour south of Frankfurt. And we had around 30 projects being submitted and we handed over eight splash awards in, in, in eight different categories. And what we also do usually here, and I think that's 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 kind of beneficial for everyone who wants to, to join the splash awards, maybe not as a company um, submitting cases, but also only as an attendee, because the, the 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 travel there is quite far for many people, we are always offering like an additional um, additional conference during the day that we call the Drupal Business Day. Um, so you have like two events in one, the Drupal Business Day during the day, which this year was uh, held like a like a bar camp. And then during the evening, the Splash Awards continue. So you have one full day of Drupal. So it really also is worth the travel, especially for the people from the Austrian community. Um, and I, I, well, this year, um, also the travel for me was quite long because Mannheim is like six hours, six hours by train. And last year, I was happy that it was in Hamburg because I'm also living in Hamburg and mm. um, this is where Victoria is. But I think at some point everyone draws a short straw and has to do like some more kilometers in order to get to the event. And um, I actually used this year's Splash Awards traveling also to attend another local Drupal meetup in Stuttgart, which is like another hour south from Mannheim. And it was really interesting because I bumped into a person that had no idea that the Splash Awards take place. Um, from a for a small Drupal company in Saarbrücken, which is like in the west of of, of Germany, and I told him what the Splash Awards uh, is and uh, or what the Splash Awards are, and also what the Drupal Business Day is. And not twelve hours or eighteen hours later, he actually attended the event, and also one colleague from his team. So it was like a really nice, just like eye to eye conversation about the event, and afterwards seeing a direct consequence because he was um, among the attendees. It was really really uh, nice and also i feel these kind of events are different from other awards ceremonies that i experienced because 
I see a lot of like rivalry, rivalry between the the submitting companies, and they are really angry about not winning awards. And um, I don't know, everything feels like a little bit hostile. And doing the splash awards, like I got so many pats on the back for the Factorial project that won, um, because people genuinely just like looked into it and said, "Well, what you did for that for that for that Occhio client was like really really well implemented." And I just want to say, like, congratulations to you. And I, 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 that was such a hard, like, heartwarming moment that people genuinely um, have the urge of like giving you their appreciation because they just like what you did and what you built. So, um, yeah, it was an amazing event. And next year, for everyone who's already curious where it will be, um, it will take place in Berlin. So everyone who's around the Berlin area and is interested in submitting a project or maybe also just attending it, it will be in the first half of November 224 in Berlin. So you mentioned what sort of categories would they be for a splash, different splash awards? And are they the same in every country or are they the same every year even? Do you, are they consistent or do they change? I think they are the same in every country and we actually have 10 categories, but usually it's like um, some categories uh, that, that they receive more submissions than others. So what the jury does here is that they shift around the projects a little bit. So it's like a fair competition in all the categories, because if not, then it could happen that in one category, there are only two submissions, which means you have directly maybe one winner, one runner up, and then there's no competition at all. And in other categories, you have like 20 submissions and a lot of, very amazing projects are not having any possibility of even like being among the nominees because there are just so many people, uh, so many projects submitted. Uh, and for this reason, um, there are 10 categories and we, or the jury chose this year to only hand out eight awards in eight categories. And we ditched two categories completely. Um, and the categories are from like a variety of um, um, perspectives or a variety of industries. We have like a publishing media uh, category. One category um, focuses on um, projects from the e-commerce area. One one category is about like enterprise projects. Then there's like a non-profit uh, category. And also one category that I really like is the category of solution because in that situation, it's not about which was like the nicest client and how big is the client and what was like the scale of business. But it's really about like the, the solution that usually is like a Drupal module that companies submit. And then on like on the second page of the case submission, you, you can read like how many and what businesses are already benefiting from that module so it's really highlighting the contributional value of that project and that is um, for this reason a category that i really like um, from a personal point of view and yeah so this is this is this is how it goes that's really interesting so yeah i don't think i've ever sort of been like or submitted anything to to a splash award before but if i did have a project i was thinking of submitting what does the process look like is it a, a form you have to fill in do you then have to um you say there's, there's a jury involved it's not managed it's not decided by one person or one company if it's a no it's no like a jury. it's yeah it's actually a jury and the jury is like um set up every year new so it's like a new new members every year new new jury members and it's um also open for everybody so um all the submissions or the not the submission the 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 applications for for being in the jury 
um, are being like reviewed. And then we try to make sure that the jury consists of a lot of people from a lot of different like professional backgrounds. So we have this really 360 degree possibility of evaluating projects. So we make sure that there's someone involved uh, with an experience in UX and UI, someone taking care of like the whole business aspect and the business logic of the project. There's like a Drupal developer involved. There's maybe a front-end developer involved or someone um, evaluating like the scope of the project from a project management point of view or from a solution architect point of view. And also what we are always open for is like uh, jury members from um, other frameworks because they also have like a very interesting outside perspective on, on the projects. And usually what happens is because, as you see, many people don't know what the what the special awards are. So also the amount of people who volunteer for the jury are like limited. So we often have to fall back on companies that also submitted projects, which obviously creates like this little of a conflict. So how is the jury member supposed to evaluate a project when their own company submitted it? Um, and in this situation, we have like a special uh, rule that the jury member cannot vote or evaluate their own um, project or it's not um, well he can evaluate it but the whole evaluation doesn't count so um, for this reason we try to make sure that it's completely objective and um, yeah so it's very interesting every year to to see to see also the jury notes and what they have to say about the different projects because they have so many different perspectives perspectives uh, from from which they they take a look at it okay that's pretty interesting I'm trying to think whether we've ever done one in the UK uh if not we should probably start thinking about maybe doing one um next time we do a yeah yeah you should you should actually and i this was basically the topic of my second uh buff doing DrupalCon because i wanted to enable people to host their own splash boards also within their own countries because as i said some uh, countries already followed up so they i think there's like a um, splash award netherlands actually in three days so this week on thursday um we had the splash awards germany and austria this year in september there was the splash awards in um switzerland and um during my buff there were people from poland um, i think one person from the uk was there as well um and a couple of other countries that were really interested in setting this up themselves and let me tell you this the project team is very small and it's not that big of a deal of actually setting it up and organizing it because all of the materials the presentation deck the 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 visuals everything is there so it's very very easy to do and it's a great way of actually uh, like highlighting um the business perspective on 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 drupal and the whole framework uh, because doing a lot of drupal community events the emphasis is on web development and for this reason um i think it's a perfect way of exactly doing what also Dries said this year in the Dries note, like putting some emphasis on the marketing perspective on, on Drupal in order to really make it more famous. Because I cannot say how it is in, 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 in the UK, but in Germany, it's definitely not the, the, the most uh, well-known and most famous framework. So it's actually um, only has like a very small community uh, because there are um, other frameworks that are more famous. But with events like the Splash Awards, really trying to shed a light on 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 the amazing stuff that can be built with with Drupal. So if you had a magic wand and you could just do one thing to make contribution maybe to Drupal easier or something maybe for yourself, as you said, um, what, what, what would that be? Wow, that's uh, that's actually a tough one. Um, 
before I answer that, I just wanted to say one more thing about the Splash Awards, and that okay. is that there's Slack channel. And if you just type in Splash Awards in the uh, Slack channel, then you can definitely find the channel where all the interested people are in um, that that also think about or considering um, participating in, in a Splash Awards, submitting a project there, or even maybe hosting that in their own country. So I'm just encouraging everyone who's interested in doing that and also maybe hosting a splash award in their in their in the UK then please uh, join the slack channel and then there will be a webinar I think that I will set up in a couple of weeks um where I will guide everyone who's interested uh, through the whole process process of um hosting hosting the splash award setting it up and also how to submit a project and stuff like that so um back to your question making contribution easier I think maybe based on my background that I have and the way that I interact with uh, systems, especially in social media or maybe in other in other um, in other uh, tools that I'm using, I'm I'm very biased in terms of the user experience. So for example, if there would be just one button on the front page saying like, I want to create a project or I want to create, uh, something um, uh, in order to like bring like uh, kick kick something off or really like get the get the ball rolling. I think that would be amazing for me because I really don't even know like where to where to uh, hand something in and where to where to get in in touch with the people. I think what I would do if I want to contribute. I would hit people up on Slack and then I really hope that they will take care of the whole like crediting and issuing stuff because I, I I haven't I haven't looked through it yet because yeah as I said I'm a little bit biased with all these tools where it's like easiest possible to do stuff by just clicking on a very very colorful button um and with that you are already in the creational process. Yeah, I think that's some of the things I've noticed we just doing our project upgrade to Drupal 10 and oh, I was doing it for a, an example project I think maybe for my for a talk and then one of the first things I've noticed in 10.1 is it now comes up with uh, British English on the front of the in the front of the home page mm -hmm. which it didn't used to do before um so that was the first thing that caught my eye and then as I was going through the process I'm like oh that's different and there were little UI tweaks and UX tweaks that had changed and found out quite a bit more by that at DrupalCon as well uh, and that's going to There'd be more, I think, in in ten point two. So that was yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing to see to see that. That'd happening. be amazing. And and also, I think what what would be beneficial is that like not only me but also other people that don't have any technical background have a lot of stuff that they can bring to the table. So from I don't know from from documentation from like also maybe a little. Um, summary of what your module or, or your fu future actually does and uh, contributing like a, or let's say um, writing it in a way that also businesses see the the benefits of it and and starting to engage with, uh, with the different modules and the different uh, projects that are going on. I think that would be very beneficial. And in order to do that, I think what would be great if, uh, would be, wait, let me say that again. What would be great would be that people in Drupal.org or in, in GitLab can just kind of like add a certain tag to their projects. So people like me see what projects might need help in terms of marketing, in terms of business, in terms of, um, I don't know, any other visualization and, 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 or maybe only just a second pair of eyes. I think it would be beneficial for me because 
I don't want to approach people and say, hey, I noticed that your documentation is not very clear to me or that I read through your like um, Drupal.org module overview or your, your, your GitLab module overview page and I checked the introduction about what your module is supposed to do, but I don't get it. Um, I think that is something that I really don't want to do. And what I would like to do is that people can find people like me if they think they 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 want support, I think that would be a better way. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. I know we've got tags for things like needs tests or things like that. Like mm, exactly, yeah, maybe something like a needs documentation or needs, or needs needs something. Um, yeah, needs logo or needs um, I don't know needs needs landing page needs uh, needs introduction video. Uh, needs tutorial um, because these are exactly the things that I, for example, also do for for colleagues of mine, like for for Christian, for example, the maintainer of the the, the group module. Um, he is basically doing ninety nine percent of the work, also for the material that he sends me. Like he um, published this little like full guide to group version two and three, um, and what he did was that he recorded all the videos for that, and I just finished them, cutted them, and then uploaded them on our Factoria YouTube channel. All the stuff that he doesn't have time for and he doesn't want to do. Um, and this is something that I'm really happy to help with. And with that, I think I give him more awareness for his work. And that's really what the whole what the whole stuff, the whole project or the whole collaboration between me and him is about. Like really putting him on stage with, with the stuff that he's doing. Um, so this is exactly what, what I can help other people with as well. Um, but I need to know like who wants support. And uh, as I said, I don't want to do that in a way that I approach people and say, I think you need help. Um, it should be the other way around. Yeah, I've been, I've used group module quite a few times actually on different projects and things. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'll have to go and find those factorial videos on, on YouTube. And uh, we'll put a link in the, the show notes as well afterwards. Um, yeah, this has been a really great interesting conversation um where can people find you online if they want to speak to you about this afterwards um uh, interesting uh, question i think i'm a little bit biased with my marketing background here as well i would say linkedin but i noticed that a lot of people really don't like linkedin especially from the software development industry because they are just like um getting contacted like by so many headhunters that are offering them jobs so you can also contact me on x if that is still a thing so my um x handle is heroic nick it's the same handle that i also use in drupal.org um and uh other than that i would say it's linkedin my name niklas franke um and you can also send me a mail to my factorial email address if it's interesting so it's just my name niklas at factorial.io thank you niklas it's been a really interesting conversation thanks for joining me today uh thank you oliver Thanks for listening to the Beyond Blocks podcast. I've been Oliver Davis. Thanks very much.